Chapter Forty Four of the Spanish Brothers by Deborah Alcock. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Chapter Forty Four One Prisoner Set Free. All was ended now the hope and the fear and the sorrow, all the aching of heart, the restless unsatisfied longing all the dull deep pain and constant anguish of patience longfellow the winter rain was pouring down in a steady continuous torrent it was long since a gleam of sunshine had come through the windows of the prison-room but don juan alvarez did not miss the sunlight for he lay on his pallet weak and ill and the only sight he greatly cared to look upon was the loving face that was ever beside him it is possible by means of the embalmer's art to enable buried forms to retain for ages a ghastly outward similitude to life. Tombs have been opened, and kings found therein clothed in their royal robes, stern and stately, the sceptre in their cold hands, and no trace of the grave and its corruption visible upon them. But no sooner did the breath of the upper air and the finger of light touch them than they crumbled away, silently and rapidly, and dust returned to dust again. Thus buried in the chill dark tomb of his seclusion, Don Juan might have lived for years, if life it could be called, or at least he might have lingered on in the outward similitude of life, but Carlos brought in light and air upon him, his mind and heart revived, and just in proportion his physical nature sank. It proved too weak to bear these powerful influences. He was dying. Tender and thoughtful as a woman, Carlos, who himself knew so well all the bitterness of unpitied pain and sickness, ministered to his father's wants but he did not request their jailers to afford him any medical aid though had he done so it would have been readily granted he had good reason for seeking no help from man the daily penance was neglected now the rosary lay untold and never again would ave maria santissima passed the lips of don juan alvarez therefore it was that carlos after much thought and prayer said quietly to him one day my father are you afraid to lie here in god's hands and in his alone and to take whatever he pleases to send us i am not afraid do you desire any help they can give either for your soul or for your body no said the conde de nuera with something like the spirit of other days i would not confess to them for christ is my only priest now and they should not anoint me while i retain my consciousness a look of resolution strange to see passed over the gentle face of carlos it is well said my father he responded and god helping me i will let no man trouble you my son said don juan one evening as carlos sat beside him in the twilight i pray you tell me a little more of those who learned to love the truth since i walked amongst men for i would fain be able to recognize them when we meet in heaven then carlos told him not indeed for the first time but more fully than ever before the story of the reformed church in spain almost every name that he mentioned has come down to us surrounded by the mournful halo of martyr glory with special reverential love he told of don carlos de seso of losada of darellano and of the heroic juliano hernandez who
who, as he believed, was still waiting for his crown. For him, he said, I pray even yet. For the others I can only thank God, surely, he added after a pause. God will remember the land for which these his faithful martyrs prayed and toiled and suffered. Surely he will hear their voices that cry under the altar, not for vengeance, but for forgiveness and mercy. And one day he will return and repent and leave a blessing behind him. I know not, said the dying man despondingly. Be his pains have had their offer of God's truth and have rejected it. What is there that it said somewhere in the scriptures about Noah, Daniel, and Job? Carlos repeated the solemn words. Though Noah, Daniel, and Job were in it, as I live, saith the Lord God, they shall deliver neither son nor daughter. They shall but deliver their own souls by their righteousness. Do you fear that such a terrible doom has gone forth over our land, my father? I dare to hope otherwise. For it is not the Spains that have rejected the truth. It is the Inquisition that is crushing it out. But the Spains must answer for its deeds since they consent to them they heed not there are brave men enough with weapons in their hands said the soldier of former days with a momentary return to old habits of thought and feeling yet god may give our land another trial carlos continued his truth is sometimes offered twice to individuals why not to nations true it was offered twice to me. Praise be his name. After an interval of silence, he resumed. My son always speaks of others, never of himself. Not yet have I learned how it was that you came to receive the word of God so readily from Juliana. Then in the dark, with the father's hand in his, Carlos told, for the first and last time, the true story of his life. Before he had gone far, Don Juan started, half raised himself, and exclaimed in surprise, What? And you? You, too, once laughed? Aye, and bitter as the pain has been, I am glad now of all except the sin. I am glad that I have tasted earth's very best and sweetest, that I know how the wine is red and gives its color in the cup of life he honors me to put aside for him. His voice was low and full of feeling as he said this. Presently he resumed. But the sin, my father, especially my treachery in heart to Juan, that rankled long and stung deeply. Juan, my brave, generous brother who would have struck down any man who dared to hint that I could do or think aught dishonorable. He never knew it, and had he known it, he would have forgiven me, but I could not forgive myself. I do not think the self-scorn passed away until that which happened after I had been nigh a year in prison. My father, if God had not interposed to save me by withholding me from that crime, I shudder to think what my life might have been. I am persuaded I should have sunk lower, lower, and ever lower. Perhaps even I might have ended in the purple and fine linen, and the awful pomp and luxury of the oppressors and persecutors 
of the saints nay said don juan that would never have been possible to thee carlos but there is a question i have often longed to ask thee does juan my juan rodrigo know and love the word of god he had asked that question before but carlos had contrived with tact and gentleness to evade the answer up to this hour he had not dared to tell his father the truth upon this important subject besides the terrible risk that in some moment of fear or forgetfulness the prior or his agents might draw an incautious word from the old man's lips there was a haunting dread of listeners at keyholes or secret apertures quite natural in one who knew the customs of the holy office but now he bent down close to the dying man and spoke to him in a long earnest whisper thank god murmured don juan i would have no earthly wish unsatisfied now if only you were safe but still he added it seemeth somewhat hard to me that one should have all and you nothing i nothing carlos exclaimed and had not the room been in darkness his father would have seen that his eye kindled and his whole countenance lighted up my father mine has been the best lot even for earth were it to do again i would not change the last two years for the deepest love the brightest hope the fairest joy life has to offer for the lord himself has been the portion of my cup my inheritance in the land of the living after a silence he continued moreover and beside all i have thee my father therefore to me it is a joy to think that my beloved brother has also something precious how he loved her but the strangest thing of all as i ponder over it now is the fulfilment of our childhood's dream and in me the weak one who deserved nothing not in juan the hero who deserved everything it is the lame who has taken the prey it is the weak and timid carlos who has found our father weak timid said don juan with an incredulous smile i marvel whoever joined such words with the name of my heroic son carlos have we any wine abundance my father answered carlos who carefully treasured for his father's use all that was furnished for both of them having given him a little he asked do you feel the pain to-night no no pain only weary always weary i think my beloved father will soon be where the weary are at rest and where the wicked cease from troubling he added mentally not aloud he would fain have dropped the conversation then fearing to exhaust his father's strength but the sick man's restlessness was soothed by his talk ere long he questioned is it not near christmas now well did carlos know that it was and keenly did he dread the return of the season which ought to bring peace upon earth for it would certainly bring the prisoners a visit and almost certainly there would be the offer of special privileges to the penitent perhaps sacramental consolation perhaps permission to hear mass he shuddered to think what a refusal to avail himself of these indulgences might entail and once and again did he breathe the fervent prayer 
that whatever came upon him neither violence insult nor reproach might be allowed to touch his father moreover amongst the great festivities of the season it was more than likely that a solemn auto da fe might find place but this was a secret inner thought not often put into words even to himself only if it were god's will to call his father first it is december he said in answer to don juan's question but i have lost account of the day it may be perhaps the twelfth or fourteenth shall i recite the evening psalms for the twelfth te disset hymnus as he did so the old man fell asleep which was what he desired half in the sleep of exhaustion half in weary restlessness the next day and the next night wore on once only did don juan speak connectedly i think you will see my mother soon said carlos as he bore to his lips wine mingled with water true breathed the dying man but i am not thinking of that now far better i shall see christ my father are you still in peace resting on him in perfect peace and carlos said no more he was content nay he was exceeding glad he who in all things will have the pre-eminence had indeed taken his rightful place in the heart of the dying when even the strong earthly love that was twisted with the strings of life had paled before the love of him and in the last watch of the night when the day was breaking he sent his angel to loose the captive's bonds so gentle was the touch that freed him that he who sat holding his hand in his and watching his face as we watched the last conscious looks of our beloved yet knew not the exact moment when the deliverer came carlos never said he is going he only said he is gone and then he kissed the pale lips and closed the sightless eyes in peace none ever thanked god for bringing back their beloved from the gates of the grave more fervently than carlos thanked him that hour for so gently opening unto his those gates that no man can shut my father thy rest is one he said as he gazed on the calm and noble countenance they cannot touch thee now not all the malice of men or of fiends can give one pang a moment since so fearfully in their power now so completely beyond it thank god thank god the rain was over and ere long the sun arose in his royal robes of crimson and purple and gold to the prisoner from the dungeon of the triana an ever fresh wonder and joy yet not even that sight could win his eyes to-day from the deeper beauty of the still and solemn face before him and as the soft crimson light fell on the pallid cheek and brow the watcher murmured with calm thankfulness to him sun and daylight are as nothing for he sees the glory of god End of chapter 44